You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into this Friday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. My name is Ryan LaVoy, and I've got Cam Berry and Brooks Childress on the show with me today. Another shortened edition of Sports Call coming up at 445. More Auburn softball at Florida. Lost a tough one in Gainesville last night in extra innings, falling 3-2. to two. Uh, But Game 2 of that series coming up at 445. We will be getting off air between 415 and 430 today. As always, Birthdays and Sports Nightly TV Guide will occupy part of our time. Also, your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Also monitoring some sporting events going on right now, including Auburn Baseball, who now has a doubleheader today. Uh, their game tomorrow, I think, wisely moved up to, to, to this afternoon, this evening. They moved this evening's game up to right now. And so they are playing a doubleheader inside of Plainsman Park. Again, weather tomorrow not going to be ideal for just about anything. Uh, however, there will be a spring game that is still on. And, uh, again, an uncomfortable weather day. We'll talk a little bit about spring game coming up in just a little bit. But, again, keeping track of Auburn baseball for you. Also, the Masters live in round number two, the second part of the afternoon wave. Uh, monitoring Tiger Woods as he tries to tie the record for most consecutive cuts made at Augusta National and uh, just enjoying golf's greatest tournament a little bit today too. So we'll talk about all of that and more on this Friday edition of Sports Call. Again, Ryan, Cam, and Brooks with you here this afternoon. Cam, we'll start with you. Cam, how are you doing, sir? Doing really well. Uh, enjoying a Friday. Uh, ready to hopefully uh, Auburn softball. We will be able to tie up uh, their series with with Florida and and same with Auburn baseball. Hopefully they'll they'll be able to close out and get a win earlier to early today uh, as the game's going on. I think they're up uh, eight to five, eight to, eight nine to, to seven, six, nine to seven. Excuse me. Uh, so they're up nine to seven currently. So hopefully they'll be able to to hold on to that lead and and get the win. Uh, pitching's just been a consistent struggle for the team and. Um, it's just hard, especially not having Joseph Gonzalez, who, um, like you said earlier, Ryan, and you were talking about it, just he, he would have helped a lot with the depth of the bullpen because he gives you an opportunity when he goes, you know, he can go pretty deep and goes about uh, four or five innings, and, and that, that just helps your bullpen throughout as a whole. So uh, definitely tough, and, um, you know, hopefully hopefully Auburn will be able to, to bounce back because they do have some really tough series uh, ahead you got to be able to get the ones that you know you'll be able to get Texas A&M is one of those um, so so hopefully they'll be able to get these last two after taking a loss last night and uh, 
yeah, uh, just enjoying some NBA and draft is in a, uh, NFL draft is in a few weeks and, and the playoffs for the NBA is going to be uh, coming soon. There's about two, three games left for, for every team. Uh, so excited to get into the playoffs and, and more transfer portal news. Uh, like we talked about on Wednesday, Denver Jones is here this weekend. And then I saw um, just recently uh, that the Rice transfer guard is, is, has set an, an official visit for Auburn for uh, a couple weeks from now or, or something like that, the 19th through the 21st. So um, that's definitely uh, exciting as, as Bruce is really working in the portal and uh, yeah, but I'm doing great. Glad that it's Friday. And hopefully I just I don't know, by the grace of God, I just hope that maybe the weather just disappears. That's all I hope for, you know, just to, so we can enjoy a day. I know I know you're about to burst my bubble, Ryan, but I just I don't want you to. <laughs> uh, God's great gift to us is uh, in the form Rain. of his son, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and who will be celebrated on Sunday. That, that will be uh, that will be that. But um yeah, it's going to be a rough weather day on Saturday. Still highs in the low to mid fifties, and uh, uh, now I, I told you yesterday about a half inch of rain. How about uh, I double that for you and said nearly an inch of rain uh, on Saturday, which is again why they uh, moved that baseball game up. And again, I I understand you play football in the rain. You certainly can do that, uh, but uh, it is not going to be desirable conditions whatsoever inside of Jordan Hare Stadium tomorrow for that one twenty. Uh, I don't know if kickoffs gonna happen but 120 right. first snap yeah of the spring game brooks childress also with us on the program today brooks good to see you again my brother yeah hope you're doing well today i am i'm just upset that neither of y'all acknowledged the holiday today uh good friday good not friday. that one um uh I don't something know. about pizza i don't know food it is <laughs> it uh, i want to wish everybody out there happy uh international beavers day oh what yeah so. <laughs> Oregon State, um, that, very happy today. That would have been very the very uh, last thing that I would have. Guessed. Hopefully, they're doing something uh, something fun up in Corvallis. Yeah, so you know, if you're uh, if you're out there and celebrating, if you're a Beaver listening to us, you know, like uh, what what when we went when Auburn went to Penn State last year and they're they're uh, they got Beaver Stadium, which is named after someone T Beaver Otis T Beaver or whatever uh-huh. it is, and it's the Beaver, and so. You know, congratulations. Happy International Beaver Day. I'm great, by the way. Uh, the Masters, one of the great sports weeks of the year. Um, it, it's, you know, Brooks Kepka. All Brookses are elite most of the time. I'm on the fence still about Brooks Kepka now that he's in live, but he's at 12 under, leading the way uh, in the clubhouse uh, for the Masters. So big performance from him early in the day. And yeah, just just fun time watching the Masters all day long. Uh, get, of course, getting work done. Can't wait to talk to all of our callers, and can't wait to talk about some uh, some Auburn spring games, some Auburn baseball too. They're they're game one of their two game series. They're kind of a throwback weekend. I don't know if uh, I'm sure ever you guys saw the the orange jerseys that they're sporting today. The throwback they're orange pretty. jerseys. I like those. Uh, and then they're gonna go with the I think tonight they were they were supposed to do it on saturday so i'm going to guess they're going to do that for the second game tonight they're going to go to some of the throwback whites with the with the throwback hat the a just the nice. a hat on it and so we got a little throwback weekend going on at Plainsman park this weekend so hopefully they can uh throw it back to some winning ways and get get a, nice. get a serious win over texas a&m this weekend yeah they certainly do need a a victory today uh they like the auburn softball team did lose uh, their first game of the series last night, uh, it was 9-5, to Texas A&M. Uh, in that one, the current SEC standings, Auburn now 3-7 and in the league. 
that is now getting towards the bottom that is tied for 10th technically with Missouri. The three teams uh, behind them are Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Georgia. So Auburn, you know, not really worried too much about Hoover right now. Uh, Hoover, obviously, if you'll recall, and me and Brooks were talking about this, just reaffirming that this has not changed, that uh, you, you have 12 of the 14 teams participate in Hoover for the SEC baseball tournament. Auburn not in danger of that right now. But what they do need is some wins to bolster their tournament resume as they are a third of the way through SEC play. If they continue on on a 3-7 and seven pace each of these next two thirds and they're not going to end up making the tournament they end up at, at nine and 21 in sec play so they got to get some victories and they are leading nine seven in the middle innings uh here this evening uh again we've uh, we've talked a little bit about uh spring game each and every day this week but let's continue to bring it up as we are on the eve of the auburn a day game with weather being a factor tomorrow i i don't know uh if there's any chance that they would not play it, I, I still think they would play it. But I'm not. I I, to be fair, I don't. I don't 100 percent know. Uh, you know, I don't know if they necessarily. It, it may get to the point. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Louisiana Lafayette was supposed to have their and now this is smaller, not smaller football, but it's a lower down of the uh, FBS. They were supposed to have their spring game yesterday. Couldn't play it in the stadium. They just moved it to their indoor, and then they just did a scrimmage in the indoor. So I wonder if that would yeah, be that, an option. Yeah, I, the the difference is, and no, it is smaller because, I mean, with all due respect to the Raging Cajuns, they probably had maybe a few hundred or yeah. a couple thousand that were going to come out for that. And even though Auburn A-Day is not attended, attended anywhere near like a, a college football Saturday in the fall, I mean, what not it not usually 30,000, 50,000 right. uh, for, for A-Day? Yeah, I mean, depending on what year it is. So... Uh, you can't you can't move that just any old place yeah. uh, for those people and, and you know it is the the complexity to it is that they do charge a little bit for it again not not like it's a, a, a huge price bugaboo but I mean someone spends any amount of money and doesn't get what they paid for it I mean that's not going to make you happy even if you get Think about it. Even if you go through the the McDonald's drive-through, if you pay five dollars, five dollars, six dollars for a Big Mac, and you just get a cheeseburger instead of a, a Big Mac, you're not gonna be very pleased about that. Um, so I, I I don't know if anything on the table as far as cancellation or moving times or anything like that. But I'm going to operate under the assumption that they will they will still get that done. It will just be a, a sloppy, cool mess out there. Uh, so with that in mind. Uh, guys, just of everything we've talked about today uh, or in, in this week with um, with A Day, and we've tried to break down some of the different position groups and that sort of thing. Just what are you? Let's assume we play it, and that the weather's not too bad. What are you most excited to see tomorrow? Um, I, I guess I'm I'm just most excited to see. You know, I, I know Hugh Freeze said to temper your expectations because he's not going to show too too much in how he does things i actually like the format and how they're going to do it just giving the defense 24 points and um kind of just having the offense move and i don't i don't remember how much time it was i think it was like a 20 minute continuous clock 60 60 i don't know why i said 20 60 minute continuous clock so just kind of basically highlighting a lot of offense and seeing if the defense can stop it and and whatever opportunities um 
all three quarterbacks are going to get. Um, you know, I, I hope that they can capitalize on it. Um, and like, like I said, Hugh Freeze already said, just to temper expectations on stuff like that. Um, just, I'm, I'm just curious to see um, how it all kind of plays out. So some scheming stuff, some running stuff, um, and and see. I, I really want to see how the wide receivers do as well. I know it's going to be raining, so you know that might affect it some, but. It, I, I still want to see, you know, see if some guys can get open and, and different things like that because that's been an issue in the past. Um, and uh, I, I think our defense is already going to be pretty good. I want to see how some of our linebackers are as well because that was a question mark coming in also. Um, so just, just a few of those things that I'm definitely looking forward to. One thing that I'm interested to see is the, the usage of everybody. And I, I say that because – uh, and, and I'm sure you know we we talked about it earlier this week, but the the transfer portal for college football opens up again on the 15th, uh, in the middle of next or the end end of next week, next Saturday, one week from after the Auburn spring game is when it opens back up for guys. And so I, I'm I'm interested to watch and see who gets used because the usage and I, I know usage in a spring game is not necessarily you know indicative of of who's going to start next year. Like you you said yesterday, Ron, you know, you've got guys that will go out there and perform and everyone will be like, oh, this guy seems going to, he's going to be really good. And then he never sees the field the next year or in the next season. But because the, the portal opens one week after this Auburn spring game, I, I think usage could be a, a factor with seeing like, this is who the, you know, especially when you're trying to put in an offense with like Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery are, is who they kind of feel like can, can run their offense. And, I, you know, you, you think maybe the guys, you know, you look at it, maybe the guys that don't get a lot of usage, maybe some guys that you start to see names pop into that portal next week. I was listening to uh, our, our good friend, uh, friend of the program, Zach Blackerby, was on our sister station, AM 1230 WAED, earlier today with the Chuck Oliver Show. And he was talking about how you could, you know, he's expecting to see quite a few names hop into that portal. Not, you know, he didn't say any big names, but see quite a few people hop into that portal for after eight, eight days uh, done. And he said, you know, don't be shocked if, you know, there's so many wide receivers on this roster right now, and none of them are really the guy that you feel like right now. That, that could be a few of them hop in that roster or hop into that uh, into that portal. And so that that's going to be something that I, I pay attention to is to see who gets used, how often they get used, because if there's some guys that are out there that try out there that aren't, you know, that you, you're like, well, he's not necessarily going to be a starter and he wasn't really used. Maybe you keep an eye on that name to hop into that portal. Same thing, you know, if you're if you know, if you're obsessed with college football and you're looking around at other spring games that are going on and checking out some of the names that either do or don't get used, you're like, maybe that's a guy that could, you know, hop into the portal. He was a, you know, a pretty high recruit a couple of years ago. He didn't get, you know, get get a get a lot of playing time. Maybe he hops in that portal here in a couple of days. And so that that's going to be something that I'm not necessarily uh you know, it, it's not something fun I'm going to look forward to look at, but it's going to be something that, need, you know, bears looking at to see, you know, maybe that's a guy that we you don't have on the roster next year. No, that's, that's a really good point because our, our spidey senses tell us that there's going to be another large wave of portal guys, not just in, at Auburn, but across the SEC, across the country. And, you know, what's interesting is, you know, mentioned it, so it's April 15th yes. that it opens. 
uh, which is conveniently the Saturday of a lot of people's A-Day games or, yeah. or spring games. Auburn's is is still kind of on the front half of things in the SEC. The most most uh, the date with the most spring games is next Saturday, right on that portal date. So it, it might be that some Auburn guys might hit the portal before some of these other schools. So I'd also tell you, one, not to panic. That's going to be a part of everyone's process. But two, again, we're going to kind of see what we see this weekend assess it kind of you know hear more more thoughts from coaches next week and and just kind of put all the pieces together what we see this saturday and then see a game plan of what auburn is looking forward to uh, to trying and getting in the portal once everyone starts to to get in there after next weekend's spring games and i think that uh, I, I saw something with hugh freeze another interview uh, he did yesterday, and he listed off uh, five, six position groups that that they were still looking at adding to. I, 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 he did mention quarterback. He yeah. wanted. He said he still wants multiple offensive line guys. Uh, I think I saw something about wanting another defensive line guys, another linebacker, and again, there might have been one or two more other positions too. So he that. Auburn expects to still be receiver. maybe another wide receiver. Yeah. Auburn still expects to be very busy uh, in the portal, and so uh, this this thing is not done at all in terms of you know figuring out exactly every important piece to a roster, and certainly in the case of Auburn or anybody else that might bring in a quarterback. I mean that can exponentially change uh, how you view the team and. Certainly, when we did our power rankings and position groups earlier this week, you, you, we we all, in some form or fashion, had quarterback, wide receivers, and offensive line in the bottom three position groups between five and seven. And what that tells us is there's a lot that can be improved upon in offense and a lot of unknown and a lot of building to have to do with the offense. Fortunately, there is an offensive head coach in there in here. But again, it takes time. And I've said it three times this week. Here's the fourth. We are closer to last season than we are closer to the start of the next season. So even the development process is incredibly early on. I'd be very surprised if you saw anything night and day related, uh, night and day improvements uh, this this weekend. But alas, we will see, and uh, we are looking forward to it. And of course, we'll have all the coverage here over on our sister station, uh, FM Talk 93.9, 1 o'clock airtime. 120 will be the kickoff time slash first snaps. It's the, just the begin of the festivity 60-minute rolling clock starting at 120. Before we take our first time out of the show, real quickly, let's do some birthdays and sports. It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Birthdays in Sports is presented by Max Credit Union, and we have a good list of birthdays today. Let's start off with Tony Dorsett, who turned 69, running back second overall pick in the 1977 NFL Draft of the Dallas Cowboys out of Pittsburgh. Let's go Panthers. Spent 11 seasons in Dallas, one with the Broncos. At Pitt, Dorsett was three-time first-team All-American, 1976 Heisman Trophy winner. He was a national champion, Maxwell Award winner, and Walter Camp Award winner. Number 33, retired by Pittsburgh in the NFL, Super Bowl champion and offensive rookie of the year. Four-time Pro Bowler, 1981 first-team All-Pro and two-time second-team All-Pro, 1994 Pro Football and College Football Hall of Fame inductees. Holds NFL record for longest touchdown run with, you guessed it, 99 yards. Tony Dorsett turns 69 today. Can't go much further than that. You certainly cannot. This is not Canada. Rondé Barber turns 48. (laughs) Cornerback, third-round pick in the 1997 NFL draft from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of Virginia. Played played his entire 16-year career with Tampa Bay. 
at Virginia. Rondé was 1994 ACC Rookie of the Year. His number 19 jersey is retired by them in the NFL. He was a Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, interceptions co-leader in 01, NFL 2000's All-Decade Team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ring of Honor. Incoming member of the 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame class, holds numerous Bucks franchise records, uh, including an NFL record for most consecutive starts by a defensive back, 224 consecutive starts. That is some really good longevity. That's about 14 straight years right there. And also only player in NFL history, 45-plus interceptions and 25-plus sacks. Rondé Barber turns 48 today. That's also a lot of luck where you just don't get, you know, a, yeah. a helmet to a knee or something. That's right. just, that, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I, I think I can guess who your next birthday is going to be. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> if you're putting two and two together, Rondé Barber was not the only barber in the NFL, and that's because he has a twin. Tiki Barber turns oh. 48, running back, second-round pick in the 1997 draft, the New York Giants out of Virginia. Who's Played entire 10-year career with New York, so they had that in common. They didn't play for the same franchise, but they both played the same place their entire career. At Virginia, Tiki was 1996 ACC Player of the Year and ACC Offensive Player of the Year. His number 21 is retired by Virginia. In the NFL, three-time Pro Bowler, 2005 First Team All-Pro, and in the New York Giants Ring of Honor, Tiki Barber, you guessed it, also turns 48 today. Back to or on to baseball, a couple good ones. Adrian Beltre turns 44, third baseman, signed with the LA Dodgers in 1998 as an amateur free agent. Also played for the Seattle Mariners, Boston Red Sox, and Texas Rangers in 21 big league seasons. Beltre was a four time All Star, five time Gold Glove Award winner, four time Silver Slugger Award winner, 2004 NL home run leader. His number 29 jersey is retired by the Rangers and is a member of the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame. Hopefully he will get into the big boy Hall of Fame in just a few years. Adrian Beltre turns 44 today. And Josh Hader turns 29, current MLB pitcher, 19th round pick in the 2012 MLB draft to the Baltimore Orioles out of high school. Made his debut in 2017 with the Milwaukee Brewers, currently pitching for the San Diego Padres. Hater's four-time All-Star and three-time NL Reliever of the Year, two-time All-MLB first-teamer, the saves leader in 2020, and pitched a, uh, was part of a combined no-hitter in 2021. Holds MLB records for most consecutive outs via strikeout with 16, most consecutive hitless appearances with 12, and fastest player to reach 400 strikeouts and most consecutive saves to start a season at 18. Josh Hader turns 29 today. And that is the extensive list of birthdays in sports presented by Max Credit Union. Again, Tony Dorsett, Rondé Barber, Tiki Barber, Adrian Beltre, and Josh Hader. Excellent, excellent list of birthdays right there. We need to take our first time out of the show today. More Sports Call coming up after the break. Have your attention, please. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is. What? My name is. My name is. Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. 
Welcome back to Sports Call here on this Friday afternoon. Tiger 95.9, Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, and Brooks Childress with you here in very shortened edition of the show. Be off air about this time next hour. Auburn softball coming up on our airwaves again, 445. You can hear J.J. Jackson on the call as Auburn takes on Florida Game 2 of a series down there in Gainesville. Let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today. 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free. One triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Next up on the show, or first up on the show today, Jeff from Columbus. Jeff joins us. Jeff, how are you doing? Just fine, guys. Hope you all are having a good Friday. Yes, sir. A good good Friday, I guess I should say. Yes. yes. Man, I think I've asked. Well, I know I've asked something like this before, but now that you brought it up, you say the transfer portal is opening back up on the fifteenth. I, my question is, everybody that left every team before the transfer portal closed, are they gone from the team, or are they just sitting there waiting for the transfer portal again? I, you know, Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody says, hey, I want to leave, and somebody will give me a better deal. Are you, asking if they're, you if, hear, are you asking if they're like stuck in the portal and they can't sign with anyone? No, I'm asking, does the team still have to keep them on their roster? Oh, I see. Even though nobody nobody has come after them? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure... Is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they, they're they entitled to their scholarship until, until excuse me, uh, they're able to, to find a, a different team. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why? Uh, but Auburn can't fill that scholarship or give it to somebody else. Well, they wouldn't. Well, they they they, I, they would be able to because all of that kind of collects into the, the next cycle of, of portal. They would be able to use that next scholarship because they, they they don't they're not entitled to it for the, like the next football season. They're just through the completion of the academic calendar so it wouldn't be valid for them the next the next year if, they, if they're still in the portal they're still trying to transfer uh i guess i don't i just don't see i guess i just don't understand okay the guy says man somebody makes me an offer i'm leaving but yet he still practices with auburn until somebody until the cycle ends or somebody gives him uh, an offer? I mean, the, most of the time they would not be pr- uh, still practicing with the team, but the the scholarship obviously is. We think of it in terms of you know just tied to uh, football, right? But the scholarship is technically you know used for to be able to go to, to school and and complete classes and that sort of thing. So it 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 doesn't run out just because the football season is over. It, it translates into. Okay. That, that next okay. semester and then when that ends you know which would still be prior to the next football season that's when it, it is no longer promised okay so it's no longer promised and then they just say hit the highway or whatever doesn't matter that you don't have a offer from somebody else right yeah and, but, and, and that, that happens to some too it, the, obviously not everyone right. in the portal gets picked up by somebody well that's what I was about to say I mean how many names? I mean, it seemed like every team lost seven players 
but you didn't hear about seven players being picked up by somebody else. So it just seems to me like a lot. I mean, and I guess some of the players that are leaving is because they're not playing or something, and you haven't heard their names before. So you're just not going to hear that they have transferred to, well, you would think, FIU or something like that, you know. So I guess uh, it, it, it just seems uh, – I'm glad you explained that part about the academic side of it. But because uh, um, it was kind of frustrating to me. I go, how in the world can somebody – I just put it into a, a workplace environment like, hey, a guy says he's going to quit when he finds another job, right? but he hadn't found a job yet, so he's just gonna, I'm going to just keep working here until I can find something better. And that's what I thought it was. But I guess he's not entitled to a scholarship, but, I mean, is it, I guess the team can say, hey, since you haven't found a, a better deal, do you want to stay here? I mean, I guess that's always possible, right? Yeah, yeah you, and you've seen a couple guys that have jumped into the portal and have not found anything and have come right back to where they were originally. Okay, see, now that's what I don't hear a lot about. I hear, I hear people say, you know, they've uh, withdrawn from the transfer report yeah. or something like that. But I haven't heard it actually or didn't think of it that way where it's like, hey, I haven't been offered anything, but can I still play here? Yeah, and You then, don't hear about that. A lot of times that'll happen like when you have a, when you have a coaching change at a school. That's when you, you hear it the most is when, when a coach gets fired or coach leaves a school, the, uh, some players will say, oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and put myself in, put my name in the portal. And then the new coach will come in and say, hey, no, hold on, hold on. Why don't you come play for me and you know, kind of re-recruit him back. And then he'll say, okay, well, now yeah. I'm going to take it out of the portal. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, Ryan, you were saying the other day, that that is your forte. That is your dream job. You want to be the GM of a of a sports franchise or something like that. That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> I, I mean, if I get if I get my checking account balanced, I am just so excited. I, there is no way, especially in college nowadays, like you were saying that I still don't think they're worth ten million dollars a year. But you have to recruit the players you got, the players you want. And the players that somebody else has, yeah. you know, it, it's just, and, and then put a good roster on the field. That it, uh, I, Brian, I don't, that's, <laughs> I don't know why anybody would wish for something like that. I, but hey, I'm glad you all did explain that for me. And uh, man, you all have a great Easter weekend. And let me let some of these other callers get in here. But uh, thank you again, and we'll talk to you all later on. Yes, sir, Jeff. Yes, you sir. have a happy Easter as well. That is Jeff from Columbus joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Appreciate Jeff for calling in there. Yeah, the portal stuff uh, can – I mean, everyone's still trying to learn some things about it too. I mean, they're, uh, the lack of direction when it when it began was frustrating to many. Uh, there's still not really a lot of clear direction. There's a few more rules implemented by the NCAA in terms of limitations to transfer multiple times and, and stuff that's coming out. But, uh, yeah, we understand that, that all of that – uh, can be confusing at times, and uh, fortunately, you know, it, it usually does iron itself out. But yeah, there's there's a lot of players that end up uh, transferring from bigger schools that either uh, end up not not playing again or going down to the FCS. Maybe you don't hear about that sort of thing, and 
Uh, some guys, I, I read a story about it last year because it pertained to a UAB guy about yeah. about guys that Getting just left in the portal, just get lost, left behind, pretty much because uh, they didn't realize That's that there exactly weren't scholarships what I was open. Thinking about yeah, yeah. There, there's there's sometimes the scholarships dry up. I mean, there's still even it's though it's a, a even though spots on every team, right? Even though it's a large number, there are a lot of teams and a lot of scholarships on each team. It still is a finite number. It's not a flexible number. So. Uh, that that uh, that is part of it. Let's go right back to our Auburn Bank phone line three three four eight seven three four zero one locally or toll free one triple eight nine at Tiger Nine. Next up on the show today, Keith from Auburn. Keith joins us. Keith, how are you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing great. Hope all is well. Uh, I haven't had a chance to uh, listen hardly any this week, and I'm sure y'all probably talked about it. But I just wanted to, you know, maybe get your guys' uh, opinion on this uh, Angel Reese uh, debacle that took place Sunday. Uh, I watched that game, and it was a really good ball game. Uh, kudos to uh, women's basketball of where they've actually, you know, raised the level because it's really good basketball. Uh, and this Caitlin Clark, uh, Angel Reese, uh, Dale, uh, look, guys, uh, I said it after the game. I still will stand beside it. Uh, I thought Angel Reese had an opportunity to be bigger than the moment, and she wasn't. Uh, yeah, I understand that the Caitlin Clark did the John Cena thing uh, at one of the maybe the Sweet Sixteen game, but the way she did it was going to the bench, not chasing a girl around for the final fourteen seconds of a national championship game, doing what Angel Reese did. To me, there's a difference there. And, you know, I, I don't know, you guys may, uh, you know, feel different, and that's okay, uh, but I, I don't think basketball needs that. You know, and I hear commentators talk about this, and they, they say, well, it's good for basketball. I, I don't believe it is. Uh, I wouldn't want my daughter idolizing somebody that did that on the biggest stage of the biggest game. Now, um, and and then, you know, throughout the week, she's made comments, and yes, Jill Biden uh, did a blunder, but, you know, her her husband does blunders every day. Uh, I know she meant good out of it, but it wasn't, ta- it wasn't taking that away. And, I, I mean, I, I agree that there's not room for but one team at the White House, and that's the national champion, you know. But I think she did it out of... Well, the game's come so far, and, you know, I want to praise the women's basketball. I, I, I think that's what she was trying to do. But then Angel's comments about, well, we'll just go uh, to the Obamas. You know, and then she said she may not go to the White House. She's the team captain, and now she's retracted that, said she'll, she will go. Maybe somebody slapped her in the head and brought her to her senses a little bit. But, uh, you know, you, you can't. You just can't do that stuff, in my opinion. But anyway, guys, you know, and I know everybody has their own opinion. Uh, I just think it hurts basketball. It hurts sportsmanship. Uh, the way that was that was done. I don't have a problem with somebody doing a, a, a whatever, uh, but not chasing them around the basketball court for 14 seconds and doing it. That, that's just a difference uh, in, in, you know, what way I saw it. But... You know, the girl makes a ton of money. Uh, she says it's about a team winning a national championship, and then you see her getting off the plane, 
and she's got all her bouquet of roses and her 15 bags of Louis Vuitton. So uh, you'd think she might be toting the national championship. Instead, she's toting individual stuff. So I'll hang up, guys, and get you guys comment on that. Uh, I'm not an Angel Reese fan. Uh, she'll change her attitude. I'd like to see that, but I doubt she does. Anyway, guys, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate the call, Keith. That is Keith from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Yeah, uh, this story got talked a lot about on social media. So we really didn't talk much about it on here. For, 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 this, for this standpoint, I feel like the trash talk and stuff is at every level of all – not every level. I don't know if it's – that common in like ninth grade basketball, but it is at, <laughs> it is in college and pro at a, at a very high rate. And I, you guys know me personally know that um, I don't like to initiate trash talk. I'm not a huge trash talk guy. However, if you trash talk me, then I come with guns blazing to the, to, the field. Uh, to the nth degree, to the nth degree. I don't know if I'm trash talking on a softball fields. We're down 12 nah. runs. Um, to be fair, um, I do enjoy some nah, of the plays I make in the field, you. but I don't think I'm, I'm informing the other team they suck when they're beating us by, by 12 runs. But, um, you know, I will say this, that I am in – two things can be true here. I personally am not a huge fan of a lot of trash talk. That's me personally. That's not how I would have done it if I had been blessed enough to be athletic enough to be an right. athlete. Um, that is not my my forte. However, I, I deflect to the fellow competitors when we're talking about specific trash talk and, and instances. And if you heard Caitlin, Caitlin Clark later in the week, she she said she was hundred percent cool with it. Yeah. Uh, it was you know, it's part of the game, and, and it was fun. Uh, uh, you know, it was fun for her, and and this, that, and the other thing. So while I personally would not have handled it the way Angel Reese did or would recommend from my personal view that all of that is, is how is the best way to do it. I agree that it's probably not. If the other competitors are, are, are good with it and cool. don't feel disrespected yeah. by it, then that's, then th that is their right to be able to it's go out and, and, and talk in that way. If you watch, uh, and look, a lot of people will probably don't like it, but if you watch these, these professional sports, NBA, it happens every single game. NFL happens a lot between DBs and wide receivers. Uh, like, like it happens a lot in these professional sports. There's a lot of trash talk, and there are certain levels to it. There are still, there still is a line that can be crossed. If you talk about someone's family, you make right. it personal, then right. that that is different. Um, but it, usually, competitors and athletes are good with it. And so, while I personally am not a fan of seeing a bunch of trash talk, I, I don't like that kind of thing. It is not necessarily how I would do it. I'm not going to crush people for doing it because I think that you see that at almost every single uh, major sporting event in, in, in a lot of different ways. Sure, it's a little less pronounced in college than it is professionally, but you can still absolutely find it in, in college sports too. Uh, you ask a college athlete and they're, uh, you know, about what happens underneath a pile in football or something, you know, there, there's a lot of different levels to it. So, so, we have not spent a lot of time about it just from the standpoint. I think it is very much a, a matter of everyone is going to have their own opinion. a different opinion about yeah. it, but also that it is still at the end of the day, in my opinion, uh, you know, I don't want that any of that to take away from the game because as Keith said, you know, 
this has been a big moment for women's basketball. What what happened with the Final Four? I mean, it, it has been the most talked about that it probably has ever been. And there have been a couple of great dynasties. Viewers. Right. I mean, there's a couple been a couple great dynasties and great moments in women's basketball. But this was the most watched championship game ever. So it's got a lot of positive momentum. And so a lot more eyeballs are on it. But, you know, to me, it's more about the product they put on. And look, again, I'll say it one last time. My preference is not rampant trash talk and all these sports. But uh, if, if Caitlin Clark's good with it and, and the rest of the team did not feel disrespected by it, then I think that's kind of where the case gets closed. Any Anyone want to add or subtract? No, I concur with you. I 100% agree. I'm... I mean, I'm fine with trash talking. Like you said, it's part of the game. I'm, yeah, I'm you, not, you tell us every day all Brooks is yeah, our lead. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, 251 is the 251 best. 251 is the best. And, yeah, I yeah, mean, you, I'm, I'm a, you give I'm us some subtle talker. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm fine with trash talk. I think in this situation, uh, if I was Angel Reese, I would not have done the, the taunting directed at Caitlin Clark. I would have done it like Caitlin Clark had done it and turn around, like, walk to the bench and, you know, taunt her like that, not directly at her. But I will say this: If Caitlin Clark had done you know, had done it to Angel Reese, I'm totally fine with Angel Reese throwing it back at her. We saw a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was um, was it Seth Williams. Uh, I thought about this. I didn't bring the, up yeah. the, the yeah, Auburn talk. mistake. Oh yeah. my god! I don't remember and the DB's name, but he he, he kind of you know had some trash talking to Seth Williams. Next play, you got beat uh, for a touchdown. And Seth Williams let him know about it. Like if you get taunted, give it right back to him. Like if you make a play, you give it right back to him. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 fine with taunting. I or not taunting. I am fine with a little trash talk taunting. You, you reach a point. Some at I'm some fine point, with taunting. Leads the league in personal foul taunting. <laughs> the next year. At, at some point, at one at some point, it it crosses that line from trash talk to taunting, and that's you know at it's you know everybody you know referees have their own you know issues issue, you know not with it yeah, yeah have their own. I'm going to say lines, yeah, lines. Lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an umpire. You have a, you know, everybody's got a different strike zone. Every every umpire, every referee says this is that's too far. That's too far. You you know, you're getting teed up in you know, in basketball. But like if, if I was Angel Reese, I would have approached it a little bit different. I would have I, you know, led, probably still would have done the, you know, oh, you know, look at me. I'm here getting the ring. Uh but um I probably wouldn't have done it right at her, but I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if uh, again, Caitlin was good with it at the end of the day. Yeah, as long as um, the person is like good with it. Yeah. And most again, most athletes, most competitors usually are with, with some of that. You know, again, my personal stance is um, uh, on this here this this great religious weekend: do unto others as you would want done to yourself. And I so that's going to go rise up. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, so I'm therefore I don't really initiate a lot of trash talking yeah. however if it's done to me you know then all bets are off at yeah. that point i'd still uh, that may be a personal flaw of mine too maybe i should still have the self-control even when trash talked that to not respond with it maybe that's something i could do better but that does open the doorway to a lot of times i, I will but again i i don't ever initiate that stuff um and, and again that is different for different people and it would be difficult to police. Again, I watch a lot of NBA basketball. And <laughs> if you can go 48 minutes without 
ample trash talking in the National Basketball Association. You have watched a very special and also unimportant NBA basketball game. But I said especially for you because you watch the the um, the Warriors all the time, and yep. there's a, there's a guy on there notably. His, yeah, his name is Draymond Green. If you've yep. ever heard of him, and he's probably the biggest trash talker in the league. Yep, he is. Well, he's up there. His per may not be. <laughs> His per not may not be as high as Patrick Beverly because uh, Draymond true. plays thirty five minutes a night and Beverly plays twenty and and puts in his three points a game and then trash talks. But um, I, I, is that lot? I'm sorry, I just got taken aback here. Is, is a tree down at Augusta? There's a tree down at Augusta National. I don't know what hole that is, but it's yeah. Wow. So yeah, there was a okay. I'm sorry. The, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Pat that. Bev talks yeah, a lot trash of trash talk. There it is. Do yeah, unto others as you'd want done under yourself. There you go. Um, we've been keeping track of Augusta and Auburn baseball. Auburn baseball leads 10-7 in the eighth right now. Um, but at Augusta, they, they had a weather hold. Uh, it was the second one of the day, and it happened, I don't know, half hour ago. And the first one only lasted a half hour tops. They got going again. But now we're seeing images right now uh, from the second um, second stoppage where there's flat out a couple trees down on the property, including one at a tee box. I'll tell you what, though, if the, so that's they, odd, they've already got the the chainsaws out here. As someone as a native of South Alabama, I wish we had the this grounds crew there when a hurricane came through because th- this happened probably moment minutes ago, and they've already got the chainsaws yeah. out there knocking it down. Like we need these guys down in down are, hurricanes. Are they sure now. they're safe? Has it <laughs> has it blown through all the way? But yeah, there's a couple trees down and. That was just not an image I expected to see. So I'm see sorry. If I can I, find out which hole that was. Sorry, I derailed the, the conversation there for a minute. Only a couple minutes left in this hour. Again, uh, we have a shortened show today going off air about 4.15 or 4.20. Of course, you can catch Auburn baseball in the closing innings of game one of a doubleheader against Texas A&M right now over on FM Talk 93.9. And then coming up in a little less than an hour airtime for Auburn softball at Florida. Again, J.J. Jackson. If you miss his wonderfully beautiful voice, uh, he's coming up in less than an hour as Auburn tries to get even with Florida in that three-game series in Gainesville. Yeah, it's still raining in Augusta. I, I don't know if uh, I don't know when they're going to get that that going again. Uh, Tiger Woods was right on the cut number at two over. We talked a little bit yesterday about the the live guys uh, versus the PGA Tour guys. Brooks Kepka, notably a live guy now, but he is leading the Masters at twelve. Under par, he is uh, shown back up to a major championship and uh, has played excellent golf. But yeah, I've I don't know. I've this is fascinating. I mean, that must have been a pretty severe thunderstorm uh, for that to have blown a couple of entire trees over. I'm trying to look because I, I was on the whole. I saw a clip of the. There's a clip on Twitter. A couple clips on Twitter of the tree actually falling. Oh, and it was on Sergio Garcia's hole, and he was finishing up on fifth. Er, he was at uh, down on fifteen, I believe. Man, his temper took it to the next level. And so I think that's the tee box on seventeen, which is you know. You need that one open to finish things out. So seventeen. Yeah, I think is the tree that, is, is that I, the hole? I think the tree is laying across seventeen right now. That's the tee box that it's okay. laying on. Did you catch my joke about Sergio losing his cool and yeah, filing, doing a little more damage? Okay, that one didn't hit. It's no. fine. Well, it's I okay. it's okay. You want to try again? No, not really. Okay. Um, I, I don't have another one in me. Um, but uh, yeah, we will keep an eye on that. Uh, again, that will be weather. Uh, problematic weather for for Augusta too, uh, this throughout this weekend, and we've already seen that today. And man, it was we had a nice little dry stretch uh, 
at least five or six days a couple different times in the last few weeks and and of course you got spring game coming up you got the masters all these very important things that are outdoor not basketball not hockey outdoor and uh, of course we're just getting slammed with rain this weekend and and it's going to be 55 degrees here tomorrow for a high I don't know, man. It's we all we all it happens every year. We always complain and it still happens anyway. So out of time for hour number one. When we come back, one last segment of the show will be about a twenty minute segment before Auburn Softball versus Florida. Stay tuned, more sports call. The last segment of the week takes place right after this timeout. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. From the Auburn Sports Network, Alpha Insurance presents Auburn Sports Today. Here's Brad Law. Hugh Freeze on the eve of A-Day. I don't know sitting in the head coach's chair if you ever leave practice feeling great. You know, you think one side did really well. Does that mean we're absolutely awful on the other side, or are we pretty good? And I've gone back and forth with that, and we've had some good battles where the defense kind of uh, had their way in, in a practice and then yesterday offense had their way in a practice so um, I guess you, you're searching for more balance where you just don't see the inconsistencies and and obviously there's still some rooms that we need some depth at you know we've we need a few more offensive linemen we need a few more DBs we need another linebacker another receiver you know so this uh, the unknown is getting ready to smack me in the face um, with this portal opening back up on the 15th, which I'm not a fan of, truthfully, but it can be beneficial to us also. It could hurt us too. And that kind of uh, is on my mind because I know that uh, I'm going to have to start balancing all of that with not only your current players, but and who goes in the portal and how do you recruit. You know, I've never had to recruit in April for somebody that you're trying to sign so this is new to all of us and i'm curious to see how all that shakes out a day gets going tomorrow on the auburn sports network at one central from jordan hare stadium auburn baseball plays at 1 p.m today broadcast at 12:45. game time moved up because of weather softball game two at florida at five central until monday i'm brad law for auburn sports today for your Atlanta Braves morning update. Braves winning streak hits four in a row as they walk off the Padres on Thursday night. 
The 2023 Braves promotional calendar features a variety of exciting gate giveaways. To see the full schedule, head to Braves.com slash promos. Thursday night in front of the eighth largest regular season crowd at Truist Park history, the Braves won a back and forth affair from the Padres by a final score of 7-6. to six. Braves got off to a quick start in the bottom of the first on a sack fly from Austin Riley and would tack on a solo homer from Orlando Arcia to grab a 2-0 lead after three innings. But then in the fourth, the Padres took the lead on a three-run homer from Matt Carpenter, his first of the season. But the Braves, resilient as always, respond with two in the bottom of the inning on an RBI single from Kevin Pillar and bases loaded walk to Matt Olson. Then with the game tied at 6-6 in the bottom of the ninth, up climbed Orlando Arcia looking to send him home happy. 2-2 pitch. And there's a bullet out to center field, down for a base hit. Here comes Eddie, here comes the throw, play at the plate, Braves win it! Arcia finished the night three for four and reached base safely four times, including the walk-off single. Braves will now look to make it five wins in a row behind Jared Schuster coming up tonight in game two. And as always, hear the action live from Truist Park on the Braves Radio Network at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. I'm Kevin McAlpin. This has been your Braves Radio Network morning update. This is the Tri-Communications Sports Report, brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union. I'm Brooks Childress. Back in February, Auburn swimmer Megan Lee was awarded SEC Swimmer of the Week for the week of February 7th. That week at the Auburn Invitational, Lee managed two podium swims across the weekend. Lee's best swim was the 100 fly. Her 52.25 was the fastest time for the Tigers this season, and the 24th best time in the country. Across two days of swimming, Lee posted personal best in the 100 free, 200 free, and 100 fly. Defensive lineman Corey Peters announced his retirement Thursday after 12 NFL seasons. Peters played in 12 games with the Jacksonville Jaguars last season. He finishes with 336 tackles, 55 for loss, and 19 sacks in 164 career games with the Atlanta Falcons, Arizona Cardinals, and Jaguars. The Falcons selected Peters in the third round of the 2010 draft out of Kentucky. And the Atlanta Braves placed right-hander Colin McHugh on the 15-day injured list Thursday with inflammation in his pitching shoulder. Braves manager Brian Stentker said the team moved quickly after McHugh's velocity was down as he allowed one run and three hits in Wednesday's 5-2 win at St. Louis. McHugh has a 2.45 ERA and three appearances out of the bullpen this season. The Braves recalled left-hander and top prospect Jared Schuster in a corresponding transaction. He will start Friday night's game against the San Diego Padres. Don't forget that you can listen to Jared Schuster take the mound for the Braves tonight on AM 1230 WAUD. I'm Brooke Childress, and this has been your Tiger Communications Sports Report brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union. Auburn University Credit Union is committed to supporting and navigating you through life's many milestones. Through savings accounts, free checking, and their many loan solutions, Auburn University Credit Union promotes sound money management. And because Auburn University Credit Union is not-for-profit, members receive better rates and lower fees. See everything Auburn University Credit Union can offer you at myaucu.org or visit one of their three convenient locations. Auburn University Credit Union. Finance with family. Equal opportunity lender. Federally insured. By NCUA, NMLS number 530633. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. 
And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Final hour of Sports Call for the day and for the week. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Or if you listen after the fact on the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola. My name is Ryan LaVoy. I've got Brooks Childress and Cam Berry with me. I say final hour, but really this is final segment. Last uh, 15 or so minutes of the show for this week. It's been a very short week for us. We've had three shortened shows due to high school athletics and Auburn University athletics. That trend will stay similar. I was going to say, speaking of high school athletics, uh, shout out to the Beauregard Hornets winning yesterday against Ufala, kind of basically punching their way into a, the AHSA playoffs. Absolutely. Top two in each area go. And they confirm that they're going to be top two. They'll play for an area championship next week in the regular season. Uh, so do congratulate them. And so we will continue to have some weeks like this in the month of April. Uh, so I cannot promise you that you're going to get three hours, five days a week in the month of April. Uh, in May, it certainly will be a lot less uh, time away from the mics for us. They'll, there will be a return to normalcy. We'll still have some Auburn University softball, but we won't have uh, the high school stuff anymore once we get to a certain point in May. So last segment of the show for the week, uh, Brooks just mentioned as we were going on air uh, that Auburn baseball now struggling to get out of the ninth as it's 10-8 to eight in the in the ninth. Oh, and a no. couple runners on base. Uh, base is loaded. Base is loaded now with one out. That's base not good. One out. Um, so Chase also on the pitch in relief of John Armstrong, who went two two and a third. And uh, I just, I just, oh. Auburn just really cannot afford to blow this game. No, they, uh, they they a needed to win the series, and b uh, you, you can't blow as many leads as they're they've been blowing at times. And the ten seven lead going to the ninth, you just sometimes you just can't you, it accumulates. It's going to happen once or twice throughout a baseball season, and and we want to make sure people understand that is. Baseball's got a lot of random outcomes, and that's why they play so many of them. If it was so obvious who the best team was in baseball, they'd play each other once, and they'd get out of there, right? I mean, they would play 20 or 30-game seasons. Yeah. Uh, But baseball is not that way, and that's why they play these three-game series. That's why they have these fun types of NCAA tournament where there's pool play – or not pool play, but there's double elimination, and then they do a series in the Super Regionals and all that. That is because baseball – you cannot uh, correctly assess a team or a, a collection of teams based off of one game. So I say all that to say Auburn has already used up <laughs> some of their blown leads, some of their wacky losses this year, and they really need to finish this one off. We've only got about 10 minutes or so left in this show for the week, so let's do a what to watch for over the weekend, shall we? Sports calls, what to watch for over the weekend. We've talked about it throughout the week. Auburn A-Day tomorrow, Jordan-Hare Stadium, 1 o'clock, the broadcast time on FM Talk 93.9, one twenty, the anticipated start time. The weather again, folks, is just not good. Uh, there's no sugarcoating that. It's <sighs> going to be mid-50s. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be windy. Big uh, for those of you that do go and brave that weather, uh, I respect you. Good that will you. not be me. <laughs> to be fair, I'm also working tomorrow. I couldn't go either way, <laughs> but... Uh, that will be a difficult weather circumstance. But we're still looking forward to seeing Auburn on a football field, uh, even if it is for a short time and against themselves. 
And we've had so many great conversations this week about the future of spring games if it involves scrimmaging other teams, uh, the amount that you expect a team to improve from the end of December or the the end of November, excuse me, to uh, the 1st of April, and uh, a lot of great things. But uh, it all kind of culminates for this spring ball tomorrow. And, guys, again, we we will consume the game in some form or fashion, but – you know that that is a, a a significant landmark to the season as you try to build to next year uh, will be coming and going this weekend. Yeah, when when you look at um, when you look at this A day game, um, you're you're gonna you know it, it like you freeze said temper your expectations is not going to be and I think that's with every even not just a, a first year head coach trying to put in his offense and defense and everything. You know, you saw with uh, when Gus Malzahn was here, he was here, you know, several years. Every A-Day was very vanilla. You never knew, you know, who was going to run, who was going to, you know, throw the ball. Um, it was it was very vanilla. So, but it's also, it's a, it's a big team building because this is the first time that, you know, all, you got a lot of freshmen. You got a lot of players that are into this, you know, move, coming into this program via the transfer portal and, and other ways. And so... This is the first time they're going to be in Jordan-Hare Stadium in a game-day yeah. atmosphere. It's not going to be anything like a fall Saturday, like you said earlier in the show, Ryan, but it at least gets them a taste of you know playing in front of a crowd and playing you know it, it gives Hugh Freeze a, a, a look at you know some the what it, a game-day atmosphere is like in Auburn, uh, m- you know muted a little bit, but still it, it gives them a sense of what to look forward to it come uh, come the fall Saturdays. <laughs> And so it, it's a it's an important thing. It's an important scrimmage uh, for the for the football team because you, you get to little gauge where you are heading out of spring and into that summer, and really kind of you know especially in this in the world of the transfer portal, kind of sets the table for you know this it, you you get the spring game done. You look at the film and you say, all right, this solidified what we need at X position. We need more of X position, more of O position, whatever. And it, it, it helps the coaching staff to, to see where they're at. And so big, it, it, it's on the surface, it's just another scrimmage. It's just, right. a, it's just a public practice, basically. But once you, you know, get down to the nitty-gritty of football, it, it's an important thing that happens. Yeah, this is also a really important um, recruiting weekend. You know, uh, uh, Freeze has a whole bunch of top recruits uh, coming in this weekend to – um, kind of check out everything and, and just tour the facilities and, and have a good weekend here on the plains. It, it's just so unfortunate that they can't, that they, I feel like these recruits aren't going to get the full. I mean, obviously, like you said, it's not going to be a full Jordan Hare Saturday, but you know, just being around fans and, and seeing the passion that the Auburn fan base really holds. It's just, it's, I mean, it's going to be cold and rainy and, and just nobody wants to enjoy that. If it's not an official football game, um and and uh so it's it's unfortunate that that's kind of going on but um still he's you know freeze is going to give his pitches he's going to have uh have the guys he's going to really be targeting and and um it's going to be exciting to see and and give these players opportunity to kind of see what what Hugh Freeze is working with on the offensive and defensive side of things. So maybe, well, maybe we'll get some recruits, or not recruits, some commitments out of it this weekend. That would be something that would be big time. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll never know. But um, it's definitely something worth uh, keeping an eye on. Fortunately, as we were talking to Ward AM Steve a little bit yesterday, you know, for these recruiting visits, now obviously the atmosphere is a part of it, but 
you know, these kids are really focused on the, the facilities that they're looking at, the coaches mm-hmm. that they're developing relationships with, getting a feel for the, for sure. the, the city of Auburn and that sort of thing. So, and, and just campus. And so fortunately, you know, there is a lot more to just the, the, the spring game that these kids are going for. I mean, that's why there's visits that happen during basketball games. Right. It has nothing to do with the, the football atmosphere, but Hey, take in uh, insane basketball game. And then you still get to tour the facilities and, and meet these coaches and some of these other players too. So, a lot of it is relationship building and just a more intentional way of doing that. Sports calls, what to watch for over the weekend. What to watch for over the weekend. We continue to watch the cleanup at Augusta National Golf Club. Uh, these trees uh, that fell near the tee box. They're going to work quick. I, I don't. I hope they can continue today. Uh, they've already got enough weather problems in store for the weekend, so uh, hopefully that they can get going again. But we've certainly enjoyed... Uh, watching this golf tournament each and every year. I know that there was a really fun segment that we had last year um, that, that Brooks and, and Cam were a part of uh, where we were, started talking about pimentos and cheese and Brooks was broke out the Jim Nance voice and just the gentle golf voice in general uh, that we adore. Oh, that was a good time. I so they may that. just leave that tree right there. Are you sad that Jim Nance is done doing Final Fours now? I mean, I, I'm sad for him because uh, we talked about earlier this week. It's just uh, it, it was one of the great um, uh, back to backs in, spo- in sports announcing. Is you get you know you get to the national championship in basketball, and then you turn right around that that very same week basically and go to the go to Augusta National, and so you get the Final Four national championship, then you you spend a, you know a few days at Augusta National. That was one of the best uh, turnarounds for. Uh, a sports broadcaster there is i don't think there's really another you know elite right. one like that anywhere else uh in the sports calendar but so i'm a little sad but the thing is cbs and turner have so many good basketball guys that whoever's phil and it's gonna be it's ian eagle is yep. gonna be the next guy and it, it, you know if it was brian anderson or Ke- kevin harlan one of their other you know top guys there wouldn't have been much of a drop off you know it, it still would have been and it, it always did kind of feel like you know the the college basketball throughout the regular season on cbs was handled by ian eagle kevin harlan uh brad nessler and them and then the guys and then nance would just uh would come in for the tournament and be there for the tournament and it made the tournament feel big and that's you know I, that's probably what they were going for but it was still he wasn't really doing and it, it, uh, most of it has to do with you know NFL still going on for you know two thirds of basketball season, so he's got to do his NFL stuff. But it still felt like he was coming in to to do the tournament, and you know the guys that hadn't that had been around the uh, college basketball all season hadn't really didn't really get a chance to shine on that stage, and so you know it it it's it's not going to drop off that much. You're you're still going to get some good basketball commentary. Sports calls, what to watch for over the weekend. Last one for you. I had to throw this one in because it's a little bit of a special event in the world of NASCAR, the Bristol Dirt Race this weekend. Of course, they've always had two races at Bristol Motor Speedway. We, heck, we've seen a football game now in Bristol Motor Speedway in the past, but uh, they're going dirt racing in Bristol. Uh, that is always a, a weird one. It's the third time I think they've run on the dirt there. Kind of going back to the the roots of racing, I guess, a little bit with the dirt racing. Uh, Cam, I know that you do not watch NASCAR, so I will throw it to, to, to Brooks. 
Uh, do you have any thoughts on on the dirt racing that you've seen these past two years? Do you want them to continue that, or do you want to go back to just two uh, two regular races at Bristol a year? I think that it is a, a good change of pace when you get into the NASCAR season. I, Thank you, Jim. It's notably not called NASCAR races. <laughs> I do I do like the the change of pace because I think you know it and it's it's. It's kind of combating the the stigma that's around NASCAR. Well, they just turn left for four, you know, three hours and four hours. It's you you throw in some of these curveballs where yes, for Bristol it is still turning left for three hours, but it, it's throwing in the curveball of hey, we don't always you know we don't race on dirt all the time. We don't you know we we don't race uh you know with these certain tires all. The time. It it throws another curveball into the season and it. That's something that you need to, you know, needed it. You kind of need it because there, there's, you know, you you have certain in NASCAR, you have certain classifications of track. You got the super speedway, you got the miles and a half, you got the short tracks, and you got you know different ones of those thrown around. But the you've got you know these ones, these the races that you have two of on the schedule. It's always good to throw a little curveball in there, so it's not oh, you know, we ran this, you know. You know, let's say we ran this package at Bristol in the spring. We'll just do it again. Well, you can't really do that because one package is for dirt. The other one has to be for the asphalt that's there. And so, it, it's it. I like it. It mixes it up. It gets a. Uh, it gets the uh, teams thinking a little bit more. And it, you know, it could pre- result in like some of the road course. It results in a, some someone winning that maybe they Otherwise grew up wouldn't. on dirt. Yeah, uh, NASCAR has started to realize a problem over the last few years that they had too many generic mile and a half tracks and they have in recent years started to bring in more road courses they're going to bring in a street course this year at chicago and then this dirt race charlotte they do the the normal track and then they do the roval right the uh charlotte roval and again falling under the the extra road course races that, that, that they've added uh and not without controversy too i mean a lot of people do not like that they do the road course at indianapolis rather than the, the oval at the fam- famous indianapolis motor speedway so uh always looking out for nascar i know uh, not, i don't want to bore too many people with it on here but uh, i do Certainly love it, and looking forward to that race here on Easter Sunday. All right, we are out of time for the show for today and for the week. Uh, let's get to a really quick nightly TV guide. Sports Call's nightly TV guide is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Brooks, what do we got tonight? Oh, well, I'll tell you what we got tonight. Movie pick for you this evening. One movie for you. 5.57 on the dot on Sci-Fi. We're getting off a little bit early, so you can get to the movie a little bit early. One of my this is it's not popular, but it's one of my personal favorites in the Jurassic Park franchise. Jurassic Park three, Jurassic Park three. It's okay. one of my personal favorites. It, it's not well received. I don't think it, it's anywhere near the highest rated of them, obviously. But I enjoy it. So five to fifty seven on Sci Fi. Check that out elsewhere. College softball in action tonight. Florida State takes on Clemson tonight at six o'clock on ESPN. Uh, U. Then college baseball takes center stage at 8 o'clock. Oklahoma State visits TCU. There was some racing action on tonight, but it is dirt and it's raining and they've canceled all on-track stuff tonight. So nothing, uh, nothing's happening tonight around there. And then you've got some professional fighters league tonight on 9 o'clock on ESPN2. So some mixed martial arts, if you will. And of course, Auburn and... The Braves are in action tonight. Auburn softball in action tonight at 5 o'clock. The SEC Network Plus and right here on this station. Auburn baseball. Game 2 is coming up here in probably a little bit over an hour. They're still in the ninth inning in that one. They just won. And 
They so just about won. An hour. The teeth have been pulled. Probably. It is over with Auburn after walking four people in the ninth. They did win 10 the ninth. And then the Braves looking to guarantee themselves at least a split with the Padres tonight, 620 on our sister station, AM 1230 WAED, to listen to it and to watch it. Apple TV Plus, and that is a look at your nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Thank you very much for that, Brooks, and thank you for being here throughout the week. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Cam, thank you for being on today. We'll see you next week as well. Yes, sir. See you next week. And, of course, we thank all those that tuned in and called in. Don't forget, coming up in just a few minutes, 445 first, uh, or airtime, 5 o'clock first pitch for Auburn softball as they go to Florida. J.J. Jackson on the call of that one. For Brooks Childress and Cam Berry, my name is Ryan LaVoy. Have a great Easter weekend. Happy Easter to all, and we will talk to you on Monday.